Welcome to B Plot Podcast, your podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by. Must do, Nora. Look at the ones that come out on the exact same day. Sam, how you doing? We are knee deep into our Oscar special in the home stretch. How you feeling? Loving, l- like loving it more and more the further we go. Yeah, look, guys, we started off some real dogs mm. in this uh, in this journey. So we're looking at the um, Oscar twenty one Best Picture nominees. We have Minari coming up for you this week. We have uh, so far done about four or five. We'll release another one. We're recording this on Friday. Uh, So by the end of the day, you should have uh, Sound of Metal with you. And then tomorrow uh, we'll release, uh, you'll be listening to this one on Saturday. So this will be Minari. And then we have Promising Young Woman and Nomadland. Somewhere on the weekend, we'll get that out to you. Uh, Don't worry about it. But yeah, so we have Minari this time around sam can you give us a basic premise of minari and uh what you thought about it uh yeah minari is the story of a korean family moving to uh a intensely rural area in ohio the father excessively rural excessively rural, excessively rural. rural yeah um with uh to follow the father's dream of starting a farm uh, and in the process have the maternal grandmother move in with them as we follow them on this journey of turmoil of trying to crack farming ground in ohio and i thought as i have every film that we go on i'm like damn what is the best picture this year this was just fucking incredible this was i one thing i'll say i had to read reviews after I watched this movie, because I had to know what people had said about it. And I went in blind as I have with all of these films, not knowing anything about it before. Uh, And I was livid to find The Guardian giving it four stars twice. Twice, they reviewed it twice. Two different people gave it four stars, missed the main themes. And I was like, if if this isn't a five-star movie, please, please, what is? And it can't be Terminator 2, Mark Commode. Oh, he didn't give Terminator 2 five stars? No, he. I think Terminator or Terminator 2 is like his perfect movie. And I'm like, look, it's a great film, but come on, man. This is this is real. This is, a, this is like a, a forever film. All right, we see where you go in here, Sam. Um, it's funny, The Guardian tends to get it right for movies more often than not. They they tend to be pretty odd, dead on with, mm. with movies. Music, they are like, yeah. shouldn't even bother. It's like historically... Uh, institutionally the worst music <laughs> reviews of all time mm. exist in The Guardian. But no, this, we have Minari here. It's a very interesting story, very beautiful story. We have uh, Stephen Yun of Walking Dead and uh, Burning Fame and also Sorry to Bother You as well. And uh, he is joined by a very talented cast. Um, mm. He's joined by, I think it's his grandmother, uh, Yun Yoo Jung, who is uh, Sunja was the name of the of the character who yeah. plays the grandmother she's got that statue in the bag i think uh, she can uh, just like i yeah. think they can just write her name on it dude <laughs> it, like uh, we were debating all the episodes leading up to this who it should be and i'm like no this is the, the yeah, heads and shoulders above just give it to her uh, best supporting actress she's absolutely tremendous lights up the screen every time she's in it a very precocious young child alan s kim uh, who plays david um the son he's got a kind of a bit of a heart condition but you see a lot of the world kind of through his eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the wife, Han Ye Ri, I'm not sure how you say it. Will Patton 
uh, character actor Will Will Patton plays a kind of a Jesus worshiping. I don't know if it's like a sharecropper or like a hillbilly. I don't really yeah. know what he plays. Yeah, well, he's, something he's like that. Ex war vet now sharecropper. Something to that extent. Um, he's also excellent, and I think he would um, definitely deserves a nod. And you know what is interesting about this film? Why I think it it works really well is looking at this idea of the American dream as it relates to this immigrant family, uh, but not necessarily like focusing on the obstacles externally. What do you mean? The, 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 the major conflicts in the movie is, is kind of within the family, mm. but it's also like within the, the husband just against the land. Yeah. The major conflicts is not, they move to the small town in Arkansas and all the and all the 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 towns are racists, mm. and they're quite um, and they are against them moving in. They're very welcoming. They're very happy yeah, to yeah. have them in. They're excited, you know. Mm. So novelty, yeah. And the one moment of racism, which I think is actually, I I really um, I really this resonated with me as the kid basically saying, "Okay, stop me until I say something in Korean." Yeah. making mad um noises. noises and the kid's like oh yeah and then they're like oh that's yeah that's good yeah and then the other ones the kid goes why is your face so flat he asks him just like with the innocent racism of a child mm. he's just never he's never seen anyone have a different face to him yeah and they end up being friends because yeah. that's something that's sometimes how life works sometimes yeah. life works that way well yeah the, the beat on that is so good is why is your face so flat and the kids it's not and he goes do you want to come for a sleepover at my house? <laughs> it's like that, uh, that interesting, the, the, the way the Ohio reacts to them is interesting. Cause I think it's like, Ohio, Arkansas, it, Arkansas. Sorry. Yeah. Why do I keep saying Ohio? Um, Cause Dave Chappelle's there probably. That's why the, um, the, yeah, the way that they're reacted to, there are all these things that are racism and like microaggression but how much it impacts them is so minimal and this is of it's reagan era as well right so we're going um so it's kind of i, I love Stephen yun as the dad i love his like indifference and kind of annoyance with america and uh, with american people and not the land he's got this like obviously all he wants to do is like break this land uh but the paul the uh the war vet turned sharecropper is speaking in tongues and doing his praise and he's just like he's annoyed by it more than anything else he's just sort of like yeah, okay but like work now do the yeah just I, yeah. I don't really care just do the fucking farm yeah and it's like that's you know what is funny about that is like um it sounds like a very trite thing to do but it does it is interesting to have to have make this movie about this Korean family, but have all of the kind of quirky, weird rituals exist um, uh, the, yeah. from Americans. <laughs> They're the ones chasing after water yeah. with sticks and uh, trying to exercise the house. Um, and I think that's quite funny. I think that's a, I think that's a really fun little way of well, presenting yeah, it's it. It's nice to see from, yeah, from the other culture. And this, I think this is what the film achieves so well is for american audiences is to see what your country looks like moving to just that lens to be flipped of like you guys are really primitive with the, the fucking stick thing and i love he's telling his son uh he's telling his son like koreans we use our brain we use our minds to figure this stuff out yeah and they're trying to find water and he's like well 
the, and the kid is what six seven years old and the kid figures it out and it's like yeah well trees like water and that's the lowest point so that's got to be where water is and he's like yeah 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 mm. good job using mm. your brain um yeah what i was gonna say this is the first one of the oscar in fact i've seen them all now as well this is the only one that got consistent big laughs out of me the whole film yeah, I'd say so. I would say that this year around it has been particularly um there hasn't been a lot of a lot of humor in a lot of these films. A lot of them have been the way that they've been. But this was a this was a funny film. It had a great yeah. tone. Um and I think that's a lot to do with the grandmother um as well. Uh Sunya. Sunja. Let's talk about her. Yeah. Who just just completely steals the steals the film. That's the kind of thing where, um, yeah, I love I love when this is happening. So like we we have a lead actress, but we're like we really know who yeah. this movie is for, and it's her showing up. Uh, she's a um, iconic, uh, not iconic class. She's mm. irreverent. Um, she's um, she makes fun of people. She yeah. swears. She um and uh, at one point in time the little kid uh, David goes you're not a real grandma real grandmothers mm. don't swear and real grandmas don't and it's like but what can you do it's like well I can play <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and then she's just throwing oh, cards at me yeah little so bastards <laughs> you fucking little bastards so I'm like this is amazing and this I think amazing I mean especially you know like our our age group you're watching this being like this the kids as well the kids are both like every performance in this film is great but the kids are amazing mm. and yeah david the little boy really doesn't the whole conflict with the grandma where he's like you're not a real grandma he doesn't like her he pulls pranks on her uh but the whole time i felt like watching this as a 30 year old i was like kid you have the coolest fucking grandma that's ever existed man now well i watched this i watched with my partner as well she was getting very annoyed um, not annoyed, but she was like, I, I feel this homie. You, she related to the kid. To the kid. Where like, you're having a good time. And then all of a sudden, now you have to drink this fucking horrible concoction that you don't want. You've never been to Korea, but like now you have to yeah. observe <laughs> Korean traditions. You're like, this is bullshit. I don't want to eat this. I want to drink Mountain Dew. Why are you making me drink this? Everything was going fine. Now I have to go on these really long mm. walks. I don't even want to walk. I've got a heart condition. Um, but then eventually, obviously, you know, he realizes that he's he's got one of the great. And my grandmother isn't exactly like this, but like, used like I feel like there's enough there where like everyone could be like, oh, that reminds me of my grand. Like my grand used to, for example, uh, love uh, professional mm. wrestling. So like Sunday afternoons, five o'clock, man, she'd be shouting at that screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave him alone, <laughs> scoundrel, thief. <laughs> she uh, she loved it. She loved it. Oh, look at his muscles. Um, she was she was into it. So like I I even understand that, and I love I, mm. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. I want to talk about Stephen Yun, who I think this is the only kind of not black mark, but maybe gray mark against the film is I think Stephen Yun and Han Yiri Monica. I think they're a little bit to me. A little bit too beautiful. Okay, I agree. I this, yeah. That I, for me to buy them in this particular, because Stephen Yun's a handsome, handsome Gorgeous. son of a gun. Um, shout outs to Burning, where he plays one of the greatest uh, toxic don rules. Mm. Oh my God. One of the greatest toxic dons of all time is in, in Burning. You can find Stephen Yun. 
And this time around, I'm, I feel like he's maybe 20 years out from the playing age, from yeah. being this guy, from playing this. And you can keep him the same age, keep him the same age in the, as in, in the story, but he needs to get a few uh, wrinkles on yeah. his forehead, man, before, before I yeah, buy they him are, this. There's a, a, a scene right towards the end where, uh, I, you know, you know what, I'll bring that up later, because, but because it's the, there's an argument that they have outside the grocery store where I stopped and I watched the film and I felt like I was looking at Greek statues. I was like, these guys are mm. so fucking hot. Like, <laughs> I just want to be the sandwich in this couple. Like, <laughs> however you want to fucking take it. I'm like, I can't believe that the only way, the only way I'm buying it is if you then made all the, the local Arkansas people really racist. And I'm like, well, they can't have a modeling career in Arkansas, but I'm like, you don't need to yeah. farm fucking vegetables, dude. <laughs> you could Nah, man. Just look, look at that bone structure. Look at your face. Look at your beautiful mm. skin, my dude. Also, that scene where, like, when and it was like an anime scene where, like, uh, where she washes yeah. his hair and his hair, like, <laughs> just a lock of hair falls over his face. And I'm like, Stephen, my God, <laughs> if you don't get your beautiful dick up right now, <laughs> that's my grey mark against the film. No, Stephen Yun's dick. If you don't get your beautiful dick up right now, and you and this woman don't start fucking smashing the back doors in, <laughs> yeah, right now, I'm about to protest this whole goddamn picture right now. In fact, the, that was there wasn't even a fire at the end of the film. There wasn't even a fire. <laughs> that was just the raw sexual chemistry mm, colliding. Yeah. Thunderbolts from Zeus, boom, sparks. Um, Man, yeah. But you know, but when we talk when we talk about this film, uh, that scene that you mentioned, um, there's a really beautiful moment in that in that scene. Just to kind of tell you like the level of filmmaking and 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 how ex ex intense they are. So I want to say, say if you're going to say the thing, I kind of want to go through what you think what we interpret as each character's journey first, if that makes sense to you. Because I feel like. That that I feel like that scene is the crux. I feel like that's the real climax, and that's kind of the crux. Everything in this film rests on. What I understand this family to be like, uh, there's this idea between the, the the city and kind of the rural area, farmland, and from just from their conversations, I get the idea that Stephen Yun's from a a poorer background to mm, his yeah. wife, who um, is from the city. And he is trying to prove himself to himself, but also to his wife and uh, to his family. So the the breaking of the land takes on way more importance. It's not just about actually making some money because there's easier ways of making money. And um, they one of the things they do is they, I think it's called sexing yeah. uh, chicks. Uh, uh, chicks. And um, it becomes clear that Stephen Yun's excellent at it. He's really good at it. Um, so money's not really that big of a deal for for this family but what is the deal is he needs to have some self-determination it needs to be something that he has done himself that he's built from the ground up and um that's kind of played in i guess in the differences in class between between both of them the wife uh seems to be kind of more interested in in integrating into the community getting kind of almost in uh, quotation marks back to korea she inquires about you know why isn't there more of a korean community she's very um, keen to do that. She wants this family to quote unquote mm. go up, to go upwards. And that's what I interpreted from it. Um, the grandma is kind of like Joker in the mm -hmm. pack. 
um, very at ease with herself and with her who she is as yeah. a person, and doesn't seem the need doesn't see the need to really break her yeah. back to farming or attach any importance to farming, or for that matter, attach any importance to like kind of any sort of social mobility. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's like, yeah, it's whatever. And so there you are. Um, I think that's that's where you kind of there's people also being Korean, but like finding like the Minari a way to grow anywhere within this, within right. this new the, place. And that's, yeah, that, that's the, uh, the significance of the title and the plant is that Minari can grow anywhere. Um, what the, the, the reason I want to lead into it is because I see this film is very much about faith. Uh, and there are so many clues. I, I will go, I'm sh- we'll go through them, but the way it's like Stephen Yun's character uh, trying to, trying to break the land, basically his kind of journey is more complex than this, but it, 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 in a simple term is to learn to do like, is to learn balance, right? It's to learn what's right and wrong because he wants to start farming and break this farm. They, the the water runs out. He then takes the water from the house. He takes from his family to give to his dream, right? He believes in the farm so much that he will do anything for that to succeed, even to the point we'll get to that scene later. The son, David, with this heart condition, which is really like the central thing of the film and what the grandma represents for him, David has to, he can't run. He can't do like intense physical exercise. And every time he does his mom and dad and sister freak out. The grandma doesn't know, right? And then there's that turning point in the film where it's learning to take risks, learning to believe in himself, right? It's all about his his faith in himself. Then the mother who so desperately wants that Korean culture and like world back so that she can be at place is all again, and it's all focused around church for her. It's all focused on like the, the Korean church community and her belief that going back to the cities, going back to Korea, the communities, is so focused on that. And she kind of needs to learn to bend her belief more. Like, and the the, the reason I say it's so important is because you look through the whole movie and we've got Paul, right? The speaking in tongues, evangelical farm worker whose church religion the, the you know the time they the first time the family goes to church to a to a white church and then they're driving back they see paul lugging a, a life you know a, a real two-scale jesus cross and they offer him a lift and he says no this is this is my worship right and it's the, and every character what's so interesting about the grandma is that she comes in and she believes she believes in nothing but going with the flow that's kind of the essence of her character and she's she shows she shows david how to take risks she forces the situations that make steven yun have to adapt she quells like her daughter's kind of shame of this americanized family and then i mean jacob is the steven yun's character is called jacob named after the you know the third generation in the bible which means it has agricultural meaning. Jacob was like about cultivating the land and him and his, in, you know, the Torah, him and his brother split and Jacob gets renamed Israel because he is the guy who cultivates the land. So it's the faith, religion and belief are the things that are really running through like the entire, every single scene. And I, I 
w- once I picked up on it, which was around about the tree thing, there's even the guys, even the American guys, $300 to buy a stick that will tell you where water is. Stephen Yun overcomes that immediately by being like, well, we'll just use fucking common sense. I'm not paying $300 for a fucking stick. He finds out, but ultimately when the well that he finds runs out, he ends up turning to Paul who turns to the guy with the stick, this guy with the stick, because fuck it, I've just got to do whatever I can to make this dream succeed. And then again, why Minari is so important is because this is, it's an immigrant story. It is about Stephen Yun and his family coming it's not just about uh, it's not just about the farm. It's not just about the dream. It's not just about seeing him succeed. It's about overcoming foreign land to like literally cement your place in it and be like, this is Korean land now because he wants to grow Korean vegetables to sell to Korean supermarkets. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Within that, um, we're gonna spoil it a little bit. Uh, so stop right now if if. If you if you don't want to hear any more, but I, I would employ everyone to kind of watch these movies first before you come to it, just to make it more fun to talk about. But uh, what I noticed about that final scene, and it's not just about the scene itself where he confronts his wife. Um, they take the um, the little boy David. They take him to a to the doctor, and the doctor gives them very good news. Uh, tells them that like the hole in his heart is closing up. The kid's doing fine. Whatever you're doing, mm. keep doing it. The following scene, um, after David, uh, after sorry, after Stephen Yun's character Jacob has had multiple setbacks with the kind of agriculture and the produce of his land, he finds a Korean grocer, and the guy agrees to take uh, the guy agrees to take some of his produce and sell it, and he finds it. He's like, oh, he's going to make some money. He's going to he's going to make it on the back of it. The interesting uh, scene is the immediate scene. It's framed in a very uh, uh, kind of poignant way and it's a very a pertinent way is they leave and they're on top of a roof and Jacob is standing tall kind of in the middle of the screen and his family is lined up right to the left of him and they're all kind of and he's looming large in the frame his family's standing all grouped together and they are just about as tall as he is in the frame and the thing that I found so beautiful about that is it's such a really small little moment but to, to show you that Jacob's stock has risen so much he's finally done it he succeeded his family is big in the eyes of his family only for the very next scene to be told he's losing mm. his family because he's chosen his because he chose this land over his family and I think there's such an ironic way of and such a beautiful way of, of, of presenting the idea and this movie is littered with shots like that just um, almost like Terence mm. Malick, like just beautiful frames of like the American countryside of this guy tilling the land and, and you know, like you say, breaking the land and coming to grips with it. Um, just in terms of, uh, of what you think in terms mm. of the Oscars for Minari, where do, you, where do you think we're looking for this one? Like, like we've already said, best supporting actor in the bag. I think... I, th- I think that's a tricky one because I think actually with this film more than any of the others on the list, this one doesn't have a lead. This is an ensemble. Um, the Trial of the Chicago 7, I guess, has that ensemble vibe, but I, th- I think that's the worst film on this list by a long shot. Uh, a long shot, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble now because if... I, last night after I watched this movie, I went back and I was like, 
Okay, I feel that four absolute bangers in Sound of Metal, Judas, Nomadland, and Minari. I was like, have I just been paying attention to the Oscars wrong my whole life? So I went through the list of all Best Picture nominees. And I was like, nah, this really is like one of the best years ever for like filmmaking Mm. quality. Normally when something wins the Oscar, I'm like, ah, didn't deserve. There's very few times where I've been like, that was the best picture. This time I'm like, I won't be upset if any four of those movies win. I think I'm putting it, I think I'm putting Minari second behind Nomadland Mm -hmm. and then Judas third and then Sound of Metal fourth. And then, okay. Mm, I think that's my personal preference, but like you could, you could convince me wrong. What have you got? No, but it's one of those where like, if any one of those win, it's not a scandal to you. I have Nomadland still left to go. I have Promising Young Woman still left to go. I would say Sound of Metal, Minari, The Father, Mm. Judas. Um, Nomadland is ready to slot in and, and look the hype for it has yeah. been out of us i should have just I've, watched I, even i've ago. hyped up to you too because 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 at this point now i'm like if this isn't fucking the godfather part <laughs> two <laughs> this should mm. win a razzie no um yeah i I'm, I'm very excited for that um i'm excited for promising young women which uh various uh, i'm going in cold so i don't know anything about the film but a lot of people whose opinions i respect have given me um conflicting ideas mm. of it so i'm i'm quite interested in 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 seeing how that plays but yeah minari very very good film check it out if you can if you can check it out i think it's um i think it's got a good shout i think in certain places i think it'll do well uh, i think definitely. i think by far this is the most solid all-rounder of a movie in terms of i feel like i can recommend this to anyone and if you mm. don't like it, mm. I, d- I don't want to talk to you about your opinion anymore. Whereas all the other ones on the list, I'm like, I can see, I can see somebody like having a having a problem or being like, I mean, it wasn't my cup of tea. I can sort of see that taste element. Whereas with Minari, I honestly can't see who this doesn't appeal to unless you know, unless you're younger than twenty. You know, if you're twenty plus. All right, all right. Look at look at you. Look at you, Sam. Yeah, you started off so well. Now you become. Uh, now you're shitting on all of uh, Gen Z. Oh fans. yeah, no, 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 no. Gen Z fans, I don't want. I, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I want. Ge- I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I, want- I want Gen Hash fans. I want the next. Gen- I want the. I want Gen Z's kids to be our fans, so they could. Yeah. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, you went like David, uh, like the kid of the. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> ah, what to this kid as well can we just this kid is hilarious man the uh grandma oh, what does pee taste like top 10 lines cute as cute as a button this mm. little homie man just walking around serving <laughs> lukes with cowboy boots cowboy boots and white <laughs> socks serving lukes mm. my dude that's gonna be the that's gonna be the wave at, at um at Pride. It's that kid's outfit. He is crushing yeah. it, my dude. Um, very lovely stuff. All right, look, that's Minari. Minari's in the can. Uh, we'll get you guys. Promising young woman, Nomadland coming out very soon. Um, maybe different, maybe together in the same episode. We, uh, we're still kind of deciding, but 
yeah, uh, tune in. Keep tuning in. And don't forget, um, check out the main episode that we have with uh, SP Film Viewers with uh, Paul and Sophie. Uh, Ghost and Quick Change. Um, very fun episode. Very uh, raunchy. <laughs> uh, very raunchy. So um, bear that in mind if you listen to it at work. <laughs> people, are talk- <laughs> people are talking about all sorts mm. of things. Um, yeah, so check that one out as well in the feed.